wore the Shea Station shirt today. I love it. Getting a little revealing just for you guys. <laughs> but we keep it tasteful. Let's let it let's let this music fill fill the atmosphere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Shea Station player profile and projection. We're on number six. I have no idea. So yes. Today we got another starting pitcher on the tail end here. Really interesting discussion, I think, because there's a lot to unpack with this guy. Uh, Cookie Carrasco. That's our guy. That's our reveal right there. You know that. Cookie Carrasco. So the expectations on him, the Chris Bassett trade just happened. So we have DeGrom, Scherzer, and Chris Bassett. We have three all-stars at the top, two Cy Young winners, and a star on the rise. Unbelievable. That takes so much pressure off the everybody else, including Cookie, who we're going to talk about. It, it makes everything that he does that's positive doubly so. So it, it allows them to give him a little bit more of a break if he needs it. It allows him to take a deep breath if he needs it because he's getting older. He's going to be entering his age 35 season. That's a big number. Trust me, I know. Do you? How? And baseball, and baseball starts to, it's a grind, man, and it, and it starts to weigh heavily on your body. And so this gives them a chance to let him be a little bit more open about how he's feeling. He doesn't have to pitch through as much stuff as he did last year because, as we'll break into, he pushed himself a lot in a lot of ways, never complained, never did anything, but they needed him, and he was a body that had to do something. And so... This, is, this year is going to feel different. I think we can mutually agree that Kogi Carrasco came back before he was ready to come back. I, I think, think everyone listening and everyone that had, had seen what was going on or was aware of what was happening with the Mets understood that he came back way too early. Yeah, and I think it was necessary because when he came back, the, the hopes were high because we didn't have a lot of uh, starting rotation depth and he was very much necessary when he got here. But I also feel like we have not seen the real Carlos Carrasco. We have not gotten the, the iteration that I think we were expecting when the trade first happened. And that's why I'm really excited for him in 2022. This is maybe the biggest mystery box of any Mets player on the team right now because we you just don't know what you're getting out of Cookie right now. He's entering like the final stage of his career, I feel like. He's overcome a lot of adversity. He overcame a lot of injury last year. And now I think he's finally fully healthy and ready to show if he can still do it over a full season. Would you say he was entering his age 35 season? Yeah. It's a big year. I love that, the mystery box. That's true. And this one, this allows it to be kind of a jewelry box because whatever you're going to get, if he's if he's uh, a nice shiny gemstone, uh, even if it's a small one over a, a, a shorter period than 35 starts or 32 starts, it's going to be worth it, and it's just going to be icing on the cake. And I feel much better now that he is a number four or even a number five rather than a number three. And I know all those numbers are kind of arbitrary. Like, you know, you start when you start and that kind of thing. And, like, starters will come out of the rotation for rest and all that. But having Bassett there just extends everything. You know? Yeah, that's what that, – this is it. This is what he needed. He needed somebody to step in at that third spot and allow him to just be at his best whenever he's out there. And if he's not, then then we'll figure it out. But I, this uh, this gives him breathing room to be more comfortable with whatever it is. Yeah. Should we dive into Cookie's last season? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, if you've you've seen the numbers by now, if you're a true Mets fan here, 
Uh, 12 games started, 6.04 ERA, 1.44 whip. It was not a good year for Carlos Carrasco. There's really no other way to put it, whether you uh, attribute that to health issues or aging or anything like that. I will say, though, that uh, when I dove into the game logs and the splits a little bit, Cookie began to hit his stride a little bit later in the season around September, which makes me think, okay, he might have been getting healthier towards the end when he was probably actually ready to come back, which was the September area. Uh, In September against the Marlins, the Yankees, and the Phillies, it was 16 innings pitched, five earned runs allowed, 14 Ks, uh, seven walks. Those are pretty respectable numbers out of a number four, number five starter. But at that point, Cookie was looked at as a number two or number three just because of how depleted we were by then. Yeah, I mean, so what he did last year was, I don't even want to look at it, to be honest. I don't want to talk about it because he wasn't in need of it. He He wasn't ready. Uh, he was pushed. The Mets needed him, and he just did. He was a good soldier and went out there and, and did what he felt was best for the team. The team tried to get the best out of him. They just didn't have many options. And so I don't put a lot of stock into anything besides that he got injured again. You know, he came off of leukemia. Then he had a um, a trade, and then he blew his hamstring out in spring training, and he just wasn't ready. He wasn't the same. So this year is fresh. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to him being healthy and having less pressure on him to be healthy. So if he's feeling anything, he could take a step back. This is what you need as an older guy: the the ability to slow it down when you need to slow it down and to take a breath. So yeah, and we're gonna, we're going to talk about guys like Tyler McGill and David Peterson and Tywin Walker in later episodes. But now with seven viable starters uh, to possibly go into your rotation, the need for Cookie to go for 32 starts or come back when he's not completely ready is out the window, which is exactly what I wanted for the 2022 Mets, to not have to stretch guys thin out of pure necessity. And, you know, we've been preaching depth, 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 and that not only helps the entire roster, but it helps a guy like Cookie Carrasco who's coming off three injuries. I mean, if you count leukemia in there, that's a whole different, you know, box of things there. But with Cookie, I still have confidence in him because there's such a deep track record to his career. I mean, his 2019 was was in, or his 2018 was incredible before he got diagnosed with leukemia, right? And then he came back at the end of 2019. So let's look at his last full season in 2018. The guy at age 31 went 17 and 10 with a 3.38 and 32 games and 30 starts. Yeah, uh, he threw two complete games, 192 innings, 173 hits, just an absolutely stellar season. Not that long ago, 2018, cancer came into it and then fought it back, had the weird COVID year, then came back and tore his hamstring at the end of spring training, came back too fast. So there's a lot of factors and there is a large gap between when he was elite, like he was in Cleveland in 2018, to where he is now, but he doesn't have to be 2018 form. We need somewhere close to it some consistent performance, and that's what I expect from him. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. He, he can just be a shade or a relic of that 2018 form, and we will have a successful back-end rotation starter here. I mean, he doesn't need to have that crazy 3.38 ERA. I don't think he's going to throw from any complete games either. But at the same time, Cookie can give you 15 to 20 quality starts. That's not out of the realm of possibility at all. The main thing that I remember, uh, or the two main things, I should say, from the 2021 season, which I, again, don't think is reflective of Carrasco as a whole, was the long ball and the first inning struggles. And I don't know if that's a new thing, but it was just prevalent in pretty much every start that he had as a Met. Yeah, I mean, it was, that first inning was atrocious. It was almost like comical in a way, because every, he knew it, everybody was talking about it, they were trying to figure out what to do, and it just 
never, never worked out. Uh, injuries, and then that first inning woes, and the long ball, and that was they kind of all came together in the first inning of every start. Yeah, and and you mentioned it before we were recording. Uh, Cookie likes to attack hitters. He yes. likes to pound strikes, and that's the reason why his home run total. He always in his career. gives up home runs. Yeah, and like that's normal for him. But I just feel like it was such a larger issue in the first inning, and I've I have no idea why. Yeah, I remember one of his pressers. He's like, I don't know either. You know, I'm trying everything. I don't know why the first inning is so bad. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary. Um, but again, this is a math thing. Baseball, baseball is so long and has so much data coming in that you would think law of averages is going to filter out. And so hopefully he got all that out and now he's going to get back to, to his you know, normal ways. Yeah, and my, my first thought was maybe it's a velocity thing. Maybe the injuries have slowed him down a little bit. But Cookie has been throwing 93-94 in his fastball since 2018, that great year that we just mentioned. So it's, it's not that either. I think it might have just been a very weird Mets hex thing because we see that all the time with a lot of the guys that have their first season in New York. Maybe that's speculation, but you know, that's me as a Mets fan, you know, I've, I've, this is, this is crazy to think that this is a guy that's going to be your fourth starter, maybe even your fifth starter with Taiwan Walker as your four. Yeah. It is such a luxury to have. And with, with the, like with the pressure off of him, like I'm so excited for him. He's one of the best people in baseball um, you'll never hear a bad word spoken about him. A lot of my friends in the game who've been his teammates are so loving and caring about this man that you can't help but root for him. And he's a great baseball player. So it's nice. I hope this year expectations are one thing and projections are another thing, but you just want to root for a guy to do well, to be healthy. And even if his numbers aren't up to what he was in the past, you want him to have numbers good enough that we're he deserves and you're like that it helped us out and he's a good guy so good things happen to him and I feel like out of every Met that has been active on social media I haven't seen anyone training and working as hard as Cookie Carrasco he's taking this comeback very very seriously so not only is like he the most likable pitcher on the team probably because you know he's he's basically Mr. Smile 2.0 in my opinion I know him and Lindor <laughs> came in the same trade and stuff like this that is, hey, this is another thing so we're going to talk about projections in like 10 seconds sure. but I want to have the Mets get to know him a little bit because he is so likable. He's so easy to root for. He's such a good community, charity, all the above. Yeah. So I hope the I hope Mets get to talk to him about something besides just baseball and, and him pitching. So. And he, he did get the short stick there because he missed the first four months of the season. So anything press-related about him was like, how are you coming along your injury? Why are your struggles happening and stuff like that? We didn't really get to know Cookie as a human being, which I feel like is such an important aspect about why people, why, about why he's so beloved. Yeah, this has been a, la- a weird, weird couple of years with, with COVID and all that and access to players. The, everything is supposed to change this year, which I'm excited for. This is one of the guys. Let's get, in, let's get into the projections here. Let's do it. I mean, Steamer uh, is making me optimistic here a little bit. It's <laughs> a little bit optimistic. 26 games started, which I think uh, might be a little bit of over-enthusiasm uh, there, but I would gladly take that. 4.10 ERA, 9.0 K per 9, 2.9 walk per 9. That, out of your fourth starter, is absolutely incredible. That's incredible production right there. And, you know, we mentioned it many times, but Bassett extending this rotation could just do wonders for Carlos Carrasco and the Mets as a whole. Yeah, the projections are that he's going to be healthy. He's going to return to some form at age 35 of his his former self. And this is almost best-case scenario, which uh, Fangraphs and Seamer don't normally do best-case scenarios. That's true. They're they're usually a little bit harder on guys aging. Um, And so I think this is... 
if you get this version, I think the great things are going to happen for the Mets. Uh, we talked to we've been talking a little bit about what version of Taiwan Walker are we going to get? Are we going to get Tyler McGill as a starter? Will he be able to go the full one sixty two? Is David Peterson going to bounce back? I don't think I believe in any of those guys as much as I believe in Cookie, if I'm being completely honest. And I think Cookie's track record is what instills the most confidence in me. And I think that the first inning thing was this weird external factor that we're not going to have to worry about. The long ball may still be a present factor because it always has been for Cookie. But I believe in these projections. I really do. I do too. He's, like I said, he's an easy guy to root for. His track record, his his personality, his work ethic, like everything is falling into line. I think maybe... I believe in him as well, uh, for sure. I think maybe Tyler McGill might be the guy that I think, you know, it's a secondary season, a second season. You know, we'll get into him a little bit later in the PPPs, but I loved what he showcased, and he's only going to get better because of the people around him. Um, But I really do love Cookie as well. And this is a big year for Cookie, too, because he has that uh, team option coming up in 2023 or a buyout if he wants to test the market. This is a proving year for him. It's basically a contract year. And we've seen it from this year that the starting pitcher market can become very thin very quickly. And guys like Cookie Carrasco, who are sort of in the middle, can get nice deals for teams that need him. But at the same time, if the Mets like what they see out of Cookie, this is a very favorable option at just $14 million. So I really hope that Cookie, at the very least, gets a full season start. Yeah, if he gets that, if he has the year that, that Fangraph's steamer projections, he's worth that amount of money. So... I like it. I think I think everything on there, and I think the ceiling's higher than that. Yeah, his ability is high. He can give you thirty-two starts. I think it's in the realm of possibilities for him to return to near twenty eighteen form. I think it's possible because of how they're going to allow him being that fourth starter. You know, it takes that pressure off. You don't have to be at your best. You can work with things. The team isn't relying on you to win every game right. or to go out there all the time. I think this is a this is. A great situation to be in. And I really want to get Cookie to the postseason because I feel like he didn't really get to show off his best stuff in the playoff runs with Cleveland because he wasn't there for the 2016 run. He was injured and then only the one start in the ALDS 17 and 18. And Cookie, I feel like he deserves it. You know, he's a guy that's worked hard his entire career, has been on the field consistently his entire career, and he's playing for a World Series contending team. So I think having him as the number four. <laughs> I don't think, you know, if everything's going great, I don't think he sees a start. Oh, okay. You know, because how many starters do you need? Well, that's the thing. Do you do three or four? Yeah, you we know, can get you... into that. But, I mean, with DeGrom. We'll get into that in October. DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett healthy, they're, 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 it's going to be, you know, starter to Diaz. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> if all goes well. Uh, do you want to do our over-unders? Yeah, let's do the over-unders. Let's get right into it. Okay. I feel like we have two big X factors here. Yep. Do you want to go first? I'll let you go first because yours is a little bit more fun. Yeah, mine is a little bit fun. Uh, so I mentioned a couple times this episode, but the long ball is kind of always a thing with Cookie. It's always a factor. But Cookie's the kind of pitcher that I love watching pitch because he just pounds the zone and he's not afraid to approach any hitter regardless of their production. At the same time, uh, Cookie's home run total from last year was pretty high for the amount of innings that he pitched. 12 home runs in 53 and two-thirds innings. That is equivalent to a 2.0 home run per nine inning rate, which is not ideal. Cookie's rate in his career, the average, is 1.1. So that's where I have my over-under set. Do you think that Cookie can get the long ball under control while still maintaining the same type of approach he's had his entire career? Uh, so you put it right at his career right average? Right at his career average. Do you think he's above or below? Um, 
I'm going to go above. Okay. I'm going to go above just because of the he's getting older. You know, he plays in a different ballpark now, and he plays in a, a division that has a lot of home run hitters. So I'm going to take the over. I am actually going to take the under for the, almost the exact same reason that you mentioned the ballpark. I feel like City Field can really play well to Cookie there, but at the same time, we didn't get to see a lot of him at City Field. A lot of his starts were in away games as well. Um, Cookie's stuff maybe wasn't the same as it has been in his career last Definitely year. Definitely wasn't. He couldn't get the, the finish, the yeah. torn hamstring. Like, he tore his hamstring. Like, straight up tore, and it he also had bad. the bone fragment in yep. his right elbow. Like, it wasn't just one injury. It was a series of injuries. And Cookie, he hasn't done this. He hasn't been below his career average in home run per nine since 2018 when it was at 1.0. I think if he can get it down there, he can have a very similar share of success because I do think that's the one thing that's been driving up ZRA. It's that he doesn't just give up singles and doubles. It's a lot of long balls. So I'm going to take the under. You got the over. We're disagreeing like it's our job now. Good. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We got a memo from the higher-ups. They said, hey, you guys have to argue more. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good for the content. I didn't get that memo. Uh so I'll do my over-under, and my over-under is about game started. Okay. And it's kind of expectation. So uh, Steamer's projecting 26. I am thinking that that's an, a high number, and if he gets to that point, the Mets are having a wonderful season for the most part. I think that's a, a, a telltale thing. Um, the reason why I'm going to lower this number is because of you have Taiwan Walker, who's probably going to get 32 starts. That's that's probably going to happen. And then you have two young studs that are ready to prove themselves in in Peterson and McGill that want starts, and they're going to be ready to take them. Yeah. And if, if Cookie isn't at, like, doing well enough, the Mets are going to rotate them those guys in. And so their number at 26 is a very positive thing. I'm going to put the number at 19 and a half, so... I lowered it significantly uh, just to make sure that if you think it's under, you're going to pick under. If you think it's over, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it on the fly. Okay. 21 and a half games. Start. Okay. That does change my answer a little bit. And I think the the other pitchers that you mentioned are the biggest factors for me because as much as I love Cookie and as much as I want him to succeed, if he's not producing, he will get taken out of the rotation. This is a World Series contending team. With no games to waste, really. And and with two proven entities. You know, Peterson coming off injury had some struggles, obviously. But he's had success in the big leagues. Tyler McGill had uh, an incredible last year. He had some of his numbers, may not look it, but he had a great run where he was like the most reliable starter on the team. Yeah. And he did it with uh, vigor and attitude, which was awesome to watch. So he's breathing down their necks right now. And so if Cookie, like you said, if he's not performing, he's not going to get those starts. I am going to take the under because I do think Cookie lands somewhere around 18 to 20 starts. If he's giving you five to six innings every time and giving you quality starts, I think that he's still a serviceable starter in the rotation. But at the same time, you have these two extra guys. You should use them. You should stretch out your starters as much as you can and give them as much rest and leniency as you can because you have that luxury that many teams don't have. So I am going to take the under. I like it. Was it because I moved it up? I think it's because you moved it up. If it was 19.5, I would have picked over. I love it. And I am still going to take the over. Uh-huh. Because I believe in Cookie Carrasco. I think he is going to be a guy, uh, such a blessing for us in that four spot. And I think that Tyler McGill and David Peterson are going to get their starts in other places, whether it's Taiwan, whether it's giving DeGrom another day, whether Scherzer needs to take a quick trip to the IL just to get back to normal. There's a lot of variables. These guys can still get their starts, but I don't think it's going to be at Cookie Carrasco's total. I don't think it's going to be uh, because he's not performing. 
Well, we're disagreeing more and more. We're getting <laughs> further away from so each we're, other. So the, the running tally that we're going to have on over-unders is going to be quite... Yeah, it's going to be polarizing. I like bit. it. We're yeah. going to have quite a bit to choose from. Oh, well, that's all I got on our friend Cookie. You got anything else? I don't. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm going to be rooting for him harder than about just about anybody, and I'm going to be glued to the TV watching him. He's a great human being. Also, somebody said that we should make a great human being T-shirt for Shea Station because it's sort of like your signature line. Is that, like, <laughs> do I say that yeah, a lot? Yeah, you love talking about how nice guys are. Oh, my god! So the great human being shirt. If I don't say somebody is a great human being, they're probably not a Something's great human being. Something's wrong with them. Oh, that's so funny. Being. I didn't know I said that. That guys, makes me laugh. thank you for watching. Uh, we'll see you next time for another PPP on another Mets player. <laughs> Let's go Mets. <laughs> Let's go Mets. You're all great human beings. <laughs> we think so. We really that's do. so good. <laughs> I, I need to. We need a clip of all my... Great human beings. That's funny. That'd be good.